is good. Yeah, I just like I'm like I'm I'm a fidgeter. Sorry, I'll stop. You're good. Fidget. It's just talk into the microphone and you'll be fine. I just kind of like and I want to sit up. Yeah, just be more in the microphone than Aldi Freeman. That's all we ask out of our guests. Yeah. He would be like one one small note. Today is my uh 8-year anniversary in comedy. Yay! There we go. Yeah. You did. Happy 8 years. I did it. Congratulations, man. Yeah. I uh See, I should remember that stuff. I've never been good with dates or things like that, but that's awesome. What was your first mic? My first mic was Hop Scholar in the Woodlands, uh, Zach Dixon hosted. Nice. This I, is like a fucked up game of comics clue. It was Hop <laughs> yeah. Scholar with Zach Dixon <laughs> yeah. in the Woodlands. What was and your first bit? What was my, your first bit? My oh. first bit was standing up after I ate shit because uh, I, 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 there was two steps to get up on stage and I went one step, two step and then my boot got stuck on the edge of the stage and then I slid chin first and landed at Zach Dixon's feet and the whole place is dead silent. Zach, like it's like a, a five count and he looks down and he's like, you good, dude? Because <laughs> I'm just face down like, I'm not going to even stand up. Like, that's uh, I'm done. Before you even get out of the gates, you're done. What was your first joke, Will? Uh, my first joke was about how football announcers sounded gay, uh, and it was not good. <laughs> I, <laughs> I feel like that sounds hilarious just from hearing the premise. Yeah. <laughs> well, once again, once again, this is this is uh, just aim it right at you. This is this is classic is new comic thing yeah. where there where the go. yeah better yeah okay yeah actually it sounds better in my own head. That's pretty much the case for everything we do. No, you're good. Perfect. Good? Yeah. yeah. If yeah. it's pointing right at you, it's it's going to sound better. Sorry, Al. No, you're, so you're fine. No, dude, we're good. We're good. Where it's, were you? I was in Oxford, Mississippi at a burger joint called Proud Larry's. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, Proud Larry kept you turning? Proud Larry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you were warned. They had, they had. I was, I was. They had two for one burger night, uh, and I got, I got two burgers. And uh, one of the guys who worked in the kitchen used to work in a kitchen with me, and he was like, "Dog, you got to get this burger with the blue cheese. I, it's gonna be the shit." And I had it, and I had explosive diarrhea for the next two days. Uh, well, you didn't have to tell us you got two burgers. We know. <laughs> we know. Long as we. Odin got two hands. He's getting two entrees. It was two for one burgers. Um, so he got oh, so three. four. Yeah, three. Four. I'm good at math. I'm, I'm not a girl. Uh, where, where was your first open mic? By it, the way, our guest this week is yeah, Jamie, Jamie Rowan. By the way, Houston comic. All right, now continue. Where was your first mic, Jamie? Yeah, it was at Rudyard's, and it was actually a great mic because it was that it was December twenty third when everybody was home for the holidays. Oh yeah. But so it was a great crowd. It was hot. It was packed to the gills with everybody. But I had to go up. Joe List and Sarah Tolmosh were here because Sarah's family is from here. Yep. And I had to go up right after them. So that fucking sucked. But I don't even remember what I said. Like it was a blur, like an adrenaline blur. That's that that happened to me too. I was like lost as a person before I did my first open mic and I got like one laugh off of uh something. It was probably being homophobic. Uh and then I got like super vascular, like I hadn't gotten since like I was playing sports. And I was like, Oh, this feels amazing. I wanna do this again forever. Um, oh, I wrote, a, I wrote a bit about how if you want to piss off a Texan, you just need to remind them that they won their independence by beating up Mexicans while they were napping. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, 
call them pussies. I should bring that back. You should. That's a good one, dude. Yeah. Uh, did you know you were going to go to the, like, did you know you were going to do comedy that night? Or were you just like I, there for the will, burgers? Will Setlist <laughs> <Will Settlers>. just <laughs> says, remember the album. <laughs> uh, I had gone there once a month. They, they only had an open mic in Oxford once a month. So I, uh, I, I went there in July and I watched a bunch of, like, English majors who were there over the summer uh, just basically do shitty poetry. And then uh, some comics from Memphis had come down to do the open mic in Oxford. And these guys ended up being my friends, but I was like, holy shit, these are like real comics. And oh, like, no, though. It was like an all things open mic, like slam poetry and shit. No, but I've done those. And Fuck uh, no. Yeah, those are the best. Are you kidding me? I hate oh, those. I, I love I've them. never had a good set in a room love where hate. there's a poet. I, well, it's a love cringe thing. Like, like, because when I moved to Memphis, uh, there was this one at this place called Slice of Soul, which was a black-owned pizza joint. And so, like, okay, and they had a backing that. band called Negro Terror. Uh, <laughs> and they were awesome. R.I.P. Omar. But, uh, but they would be, I would just, like, I remember one night I went up after this lady, this lady goes on stage, she goes, I need everyone to start clap, uh, snapping their fingers. So they start snapping, and then she goes, slave, slave, slave. No, no. <laughs> and then they were like, next up, Will Loden. Wait, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me that was a white lady. No, 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 no. That would have been. That would have been way better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I caught one of them from Voice of the Black Sheep right after George Floyd died. Oh, she had the entire open mic crowd put up their fists and start chanting George Floyd's name. Then sets the mic down. Ray Ray picks it up and goes, and now for some reason, a white comic. (laughs) 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 Which is still my favorite introduction I've ever got. Yeah. No, uh, I was at Ray's place on Monday. It's really fun. Go out to Bar 8. It's a good spot. Jamie! <laughs> so this is, this is just between me and Jamie. Sometimes I get hammered and tell her about premises while I'm on the road. I love it. <laughs> and, I love it so like, much. I feel like I'm always somewhere with bad service, and I'm always like, what? Yeah, and I'm like, no, there's a fucking elephant. <laughs> like, uh, I love that story. Have you yeah. done that story? No, I've never done that story on stage. Um, but yeah, no, I was... I was because I, I was trying to talk. We're going to talk about the elephant in the room. Yeah, we can talk about the. Uh, so there's a. <laughs> God <It's>, damn it! <laughs> uh, <laughs> you again. You warned me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is all I do. That's why I got a podcast can so I can make ab- Will angry. Can we talk about it? Or you? Yeah, one hundred percent. No, because so, nobody listens to this. We can talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> are you kidding me? We have we have listeners all the way in Sweden. That's true. All right. Hey. We are heard in twenty one countries. We are I heard gotta stop 20, saying yeah, that. Yeah, we are. We are multinational. We are. We are internationally, not multi. Well. <laughs> Which prefix is correct? We are it's international. A, we international. are not a multinational. It's, We've only well, recorded but it's in a one multinational nation. corporation. It's an, that's because it does business in multiple countries. Well, We've never done our business in <laughs> another country. <laughs> I've done an open mic in in Berlin. You uh-huh. have an international reach. There we go. We do. Right. Ooh, did you get weird in Berlin? I sorry. I, I did. Have so many questions. Not for their standards. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I'm well, so curious. When I was when I was in Berlin, sorry. All right, well, we can talk about me. By the way, I'm drinking I'm drinking Jamie's version of a Paloma, and I'm uh, feeling good. Uh, <laughs> all right, so the elephant story. First, um, this the, the the story is uh, fuck. 
<laughs> you were hooking up with a girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So we'll just call her the elephant lady. Um, it, I was I was working on a political campaign and uh, she she she. I was working on a political campaign in Northeast Mississippi, and this is actually the the true story is it's my cousin, who uh, who was hooking up with the elephant lady, but uh, you have to make it personal sometimes for you. Uh, so he was hooking up with this lady, and. Uh, she ran an elephant sanctuary outside of Jackson, Tennessee. And he was hooking up with her and he needed me to come pick her up or pick him up. Uh, but it snowed. So he was like snowed in to this. And, and the sanctuary, it, they just had old elephants that were like circus elephants and stuff uh, to live there. And so it was all these old elephants playing in the snow and... Uh, Outside of, outside of Jackson, Tennessee, and that just really warmed my heart, and so I just knew that I wasn't a sociopath at the time, but like, I, I picked up my, my, my cousin, and he was like, yeah, dude, I saw these elephants like playing in the snow, and it was the most adorable thing, and then we fucked, and, uh, <laughs> and that felt really good, too, and uh, I forgot where I went with all of that. I wrote everything down somewhere in like my, my deranged writing stuff. You had a great ending, but it's just such a magical, like, visual of elephants, elephants in in fucking who, who yeah. knows where Mississippi yeah, yeah. there's a snowstorm mm-hmm. and they're playing in the snow I feel like it's already like a very it's a funny visual and then him like having a one night stand with this lady who works at a elephant sanctuary. she ran the elephant sanctuary and like it was she had like a cockatoo too like like this was what my cousin was like telling me he's like the cockatoo would start like making her noises when they were fucking and, uh, yeah, and, uh, uh, and, uh, and I've dated a bird person. They do that. Yeah, she doesn't, she doesn't even have the good courtesy to fake it for herself. She yeah. has to stand in faking it for her. Julie's faking. You will. You will stop in the middle of fucking when you hear a feathery, fleshy thud on the door because the bird flew into it. Yes. You will in an attempt to stop you. Oh yeah! I was like I, yeah, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> and I was really—I called you because I was really into uh, black marching bands at the same time. So oh, I, I was trying to—I was trying to weave an ebony and ivory thing into like the same jokes because, like, yeah, like of all the things I know a lot about, black marching bands, I know a fuck ton about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you what? are you an ocean of soul or a marching storm guy? Neither. I'm a human jukebox. There you Southern go. University. Yeah. <laughs> if you would like the details of Ben's involvement, I went to an all-black high school and I went to a black band camp the summer before my freshman year of college. Go I back can... to the Corliss Deloren episode. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How? I'll just leave it at that. All of this. <laughs> uh, all of just just all of it. All of it. I yeah. love it. That's that's what I was talking about. Like two things that like brought pure joy to my heart were seeing elephants tromp around in snow, and the first time I saw a black marching band. Uh, and yeah, just one little like Oreo center of Ben. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I kind of love it. I wish I could have seen it. Yeah. You can on YouTube if I tell you where to go. Oh my God, everyone, stop what you're doing and YouTube. I won't tell you what to say. God damn it. Oh, coward. Uh, (laughs) I remember right when YouTube came out, because it came out, like, we're close to the same age, I think. Um, I'm just. I'm I'm kind of fucking with you. I'm old as shit. I have a birthday next week, and I'm. 
I think just, I'm older than all of you, except Chad. Women are automatically 10 years older than After men. 25. Yeah, for sure. It just is the truth. Heroin ages you, so I'm probably 80 in real like drug years. <laughs> Internally. Yeah. Yeah. You do got an old man sit about you. I really do. <laughs> you cross I've got yeah. hips, I got hip and back <laughs> problems right now. Like I'm wearing orthopedic socks. You can't tell. That is that is nice about modern technology, how we can still dress like we're in our twenties, like, yeah, hide right? the orthopedics and everything. <laughs> Ben's like liver is smoking heroin. Right yeah. Now. yeah. If I still have a liver at this point, it needs a day off. It's had a hard road. It's yeah. never really Do you smoke heroin? No. What's the thing with the tube that you smoke off of a silver Meth. thing? Oh. Mm-hmm. That. Yeah. I I obviously I mean you could technically smoke heroin. People used to smoke. Some I've, people do. It's like a yeah. slower burn, though. So it's like people who are addicted are like, why would you do that? Yeah. It just seems yeah, like you would lose so much heroin in the transference <laughs> process. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the sort of thing you want to be wasteful with. No. Yeah, kids. Yeah. If there's one thing that we can tell all the youth that listen to this podcast. <laughs> I feel like you just need that star from speaking of being the same yeah. age. You need Bing. that star like the more, the more you, you know. know. Underneath that, yeah. you guys can add that in post. Wait, there we go. <laughs> if I was ever going to teach a college course, it would be on drug use. <laughs> that uh, That's the time that we need to have the Rich Williams white facts. Yeah, oh my white God. people facts. Speaking yeah. of Rich Williams, um, at some point, my roommate might come home and come through that door. I mentioned that because it startled Rich Williams, and he called him the ghost <laughs> of Nolan Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> you should have let it just happen to me and I see thought how I about reacted. it, but I didn't know <laughs> If I'd be like, Ugh. Yeah. I don't want to have to compete with the ghost of Nolan Ryan as a bar. It's a very high I know, high it is very, that, that's a, a very nice. He's uh, on the podcast. Rich Williams. Like, he just stops mid-sentence. And I didn't know Rich Williams could stop talking, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't that even know. That true. Yeah, true. that one was fun. And he just stops and he stares. Yeah. The ghost of Nolan Ryan just walked <laughs> through your kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. So your first, okay. your first, your first open mic was Rudd's. Did you immediately fall in love with it? Because like I've, I've had weird open mic sets. Like I was, I had to follow Shang Wang, uh, while I was hammered, <laughs> and he was preparing for some Netflix stuff. I and remember like, this. I yeah. think. I think I was there. Yeah. <laughs> How many wings have you followed? Uh, in your uh, <laughs> I still feel bad about that one. I was just like dicking around, like doop doop doop. This is just fun little time before Christmas, and they're like, you're going on after Shang Wang, and I was like. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> it took me three months in comedy. Murdered. It took me three months in comedy to realize my Gremlins joke was racist, and now I'm just praying <laughs> yeah. nobody has tape. <laughs> I have so much old audio of the stuff I did, and I never listened to it. I hate the sound of my own voice. I can't watch myself. I can listen to myself, but it feels like self torture. Yeah, for sure. I think you're like a sociopath if it doesn't feel a little bit like torture. Yeah, I've never gotten to the fact place where I enjoy anything that I've done. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't enjoy like listening to myself or you watching myself. You just fucked your dopamine receptors up that bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have roughly a thousand hours of me on podcasts that I have edited all myself. Uh, but I've been putting together like different submission videos to send to, to send off to uh, festivals I still hate everything about listening to me. All of it. 1,000%. 1,000%. I will will chop a video and then I'll send it to another comic and be like, hey, watch this all the way through and make sure I cut it right because I don't want to watch it. 
Uh, yeah. Fun fact: You don't want to chop up videos for. Yeah, it was like exactly. Most videos say they want, they want they want you to, they want you to keep a straight video. Yeah, just no, no, no. Cam. I'm not have. I don't have cuts in the middle of it. Yeah, beginning to end, it's all one shot. But I got to chop it off because the yeah. only sets I've been able to film are like 20 minutes. Yeah, I've had to start editing uh, just stuff for the internet because that's the future. Or it's, I feel like it's like retro futurism now. It's like if you're not on the internet, you're a fucking Amish buggy driver, and uh, sucks. Um, or someone who is. Banned from the internet for ten years for inappropriate things he did. Oh, and shout out my friend Caleb Lawhorn who won't hear this for another seven years. <laughs> it's a long term joke. One little bomb threat in Atlanta, and all yeah. of a sudden, stop. No, 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 no. no was, he's just guessing. That would have been amazing. Yeah. You're wrong. It's like he, his crime well, after the conviction, the details of the case got out. Yeah, <laughs> his crime was the "I thought she was 17" type crime. Uh, oh, that's not fun. Yeah. A little bit of light treason—that's fun. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Just good shit like that. Yeah, you know, keep it classic. Man. Yeah, yeah. I showed kids how to, you know, shave off serial numbers on AK-47. I genuinely hope I never talk to that guy again. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> he never had my number. He only messaged me on Facebook. <laughs> There's so many of those. In well, we shouldn't get into that kind of talk. We can't. <laughs> We're gonna start trading stories about people we hate because that'll make Chad have to bleep shit. <laughs> we can do that off mic, but um, no. Uh, but surprisingly, I have gotten into just many completely accidental anarchist conversations uh, with people after shows, going like, "I don't know who you thought I was, uh, but I'm clearly a snitch." <laughs> you look like a snitch, Chad. No. You look like you would not hold up in the box for a minute. Yeah, Chad is in Stalin era Russia, just giving up his parents and his, <laughs> his brother and sister. He's it's like I, Chad's I, giving it up so fast. He's like, take notes faster. I want to be home for dinner. Yeah, it's like no. Here's the manuscript. I'm, I'm done talking. Yeah, just exactly. here it is. It's, Meanwhile, I'm over here and people like, because when I go on the road, they think I'm like a, a back the blue redneck and I'm like, nah, dog, if you're paying taxes, it ain't moonshine kind of redneck. Yeah. yeah. Chad's in the booth and the cop's like, do you mind if we record this? And Chad's like, with this shitty audio equipment? Yes, I do. <laughs> All this has to go. All this has to go. You have let government me, let money? Me go yeah. get my, let me go get my kid out of the truck. You have <laughs> government money and this is what you picked? Yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> Are you a, you're a control freak? That's the vibe. Yeah. Yeah. OCD yeah. for sure. Me too. Yeah. 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 Me too. One thousand percent. It is funny because like, control seems like effort to me, and I've never been a high effort output person. Well, because like hanging out with 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 Chad and Jamie, both of y'all, it's it's nice because y'all try to be really chill a lot of the time, and then I'll just start fucking with you a little bit. <laughs> I'm just like. No, no, but seriously, like, when are we when are we going to leave for the show? Uh, <laughs> I try yeah, I so can't. hard to be chill. It's like the difference between depression versus anxiety. Like, oh. I'm a little jealous of the of the like the sadness because I'm so I'm opposite. I'm like fucking worried all the time and so Here's tense. As someone yeah. who has both in yeah. very high degrees, I prefer the anxiety to the depression thousand times right? over because like, the worry... anxiety is gonna suck but the depression can kill me yeah you worry because you give a shit right yeah, yeah, yeah. like anxiety if you're anxious it's because you, you care. care about something yes mm-hmm. which is better than caring which, which is better than indifference right so i guess but i do always try to like play play it cool but i also here's the difference i know i will never be chill i accept that about myself at my elderly 
geriatric <laughs> age. All right, but she's like thirty-two. Guys. I, I'm aware. I'm aware of who I am, and like I know it's not going to change. So I'm more okay with that than I've ever been. But I'm not chill. Right. Why are Zero. you attached to the idea that it will never change? Just out of curiosity. Just I've put so much work into it over the years, and it seems like it's like deeply into my core. So it it will get better, but I don't think I will ever be the person who's just like. I can't even pretend to do it. I'm trying to <laughs> <laughs> I just did this. I, I just made a motion. Like We're not visual, <laughs> but the look on her I face know. was like, remember your lines right now. I remember know. your lines. Remember what your does your the lines. chill person say? <laughs> <laughs> she was self-editing, trying to perfectly yeah. land the I got so stressed thinking about what <laughs> does a chill person say? <laughs> a chill person ah. right now is definitely not wondering what to do if this place catches on fire. <laughs> Like this whole podcast already. <laughs> By the way, I'm like, what the fuck do I do with my hands? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Had a real good race. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no, well, well, my my girlfriend wants to be really good friends with you. Like, I think y'all are going to get. Coffee we are soon. hanging out. Yeah, y'all are hanging out soon, and y'all both have uh, high levels of anxiety. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna say because of your ethnic background. It is one thousand percent because of that. Uh, no, it's uh, yeah. They just want to be friends you can with say each it. other, man. I like it. There's yeah. not a lot of them. And they're, by they're, that yeah, I mean they're... beggars can't be choosy. <laughs> I can say Will does have a different level of anxiety. <laughs> Will's Will's anxiety, your anxiety comes up anytime that you're like sitting still for more than five seconds. It just I think that just manifests physically. Unless you're on a front porch. If you're on a front porch, <laughs> if you're on a front porch, just watching the world go by. Completely fine sitting and doing nothing. If you're literally anywhere else and you try to be still for more than five seconds, you're like, "What's this bullshit?" Oh man, I will. I'm a pacer. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a pacer. Yeah. The uh, only place he's in is when he's like drinking while driving. <laughs> <laughs> it's his happy place. Yeah. <laughs> like once he gets a couple of shots of Yeager and a couple Tahoes no. in him, when he's like four hours into the road trip, he's fine. That uh, that well, it was one of those things because when I stopped drinking for like six, six or eight months, I don't remember how long. I was like, uh, well, because I never thought I had anxiety. I thought anxiety was made up by certain people. And uh, <laughs> everyone and talks about it. No, and then I stopped drinking for six, like six months. Like like st- I was I was stone sober. And uh, and I was just like, I don't feel good. <laughs> I was like, I was like, like, what is this constant worry about things? And why am I, why am I all of a sudden worried about my tits? Uh, <laughs> oh shit, I'm blackout. <laughs> and then, like, sometimes there would just be like a mortality flash, you know, like where you're just like, like like when I don't have a good cocktail, like like around me, like like sometimes like I will hear like the voice of God be like, you know, you're gonna die one day, right? And I'll be like. Ah! <laughs> I get that voice right before I'm about to fall asleep. And it always costs me like an hour and a half of sleep. What you're describing is called withdrawals. <laughs> let's, have, let, let's have a moment of zen really quick. Everyone, everyone be quiet. Everyone be quiet. Okay. It's calming oceans. Nice, nice breezes. Just imagine. Just imagine. Peace. <laughs> I just heard it Ricky's pelican. <laughs> You're gonna die. <laughs> so mine is deeper because I imagine God as a man. It's just <laughs> You're going to die one day. <laughs> Can you imagine like, him as a Batman villain? Return- Why does he have that accent? <laughs> <laughs> <Mine's, laughs> 
hey, mine's super like conversational and from the hood. <laughs> it's like, hey, you gonna die? Bitch. <laughs> I feel like the Grim Reaper. Hey, yo, bitch. Is, oh, is, the, is the Grim Reaper holding his scythe at the side? You know, <laughs> just like seal, seal, seal. If my Grim Reaper don't show up in Jordans, I ain't going. <laughs> your anxiety is like so playful and happy. That's what I'm talking about. All of you guys are like, you're gonna die. I'm like, kill me now. <laughs> I go back and forth between, oh shit, I'm gonna die, and oh shit, I'm gonna kill myself, and I don't know which scares me more. I'm way too much of a pussy to ever do it, but life yeah, gets but w- harder. Yeah, but then you start getting afraid of all the random ways you can die, because like, you can go out in some really fucking horrible ways. The only way to guarantee yourself an easy exit is to do it yourself. Nah. Or piss mm. off a Latina woman. Knives are quick. But. <laughs> <laughs> I will stab you through your rectum, because there's an artery back there. You won't even feel the cut. <laughs> yeah. Just, I'm always shocked when people do like hang themselves or like do these like it's like what the fuck you're making it so hard on yourself. Yeah. If you're ever going to hang yourself and you don't put a little game of hangman on the wall. <laughs> you're Go out with a little it. whimsy, okay? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, leave a puzzle behind. Yeah. <laughs> it's better than a suicide note nobody's going to give a fuck about. There's cuz there's going to be one cop that's going to be like, "Fuck yeah, I can finish this." Yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Whoever finds you reads the suicide note and probably doesn't care about it. Then it's evidence and nothing else you said ever gets released to the world. You're just wasting your energy. Just kill yourself. And nothing will get released to the world anyway. Nobody gives a fuck. Here's the thing, though, about all this depressing shit that's happy. Like, when you realize, like, we're all just gonna die and we're all fucking sad and anxious... That's kind of hilarious. And and like, then you give fewer fucks generally. I was just in a job interview this week that I didn't want. I don't care. And I went in with that attitude. And when you don't give a fuck, it comes off as confidence. And I got the fucking (laughs) job. I was so upset. I understand completely. But I also have to say, I can't accept that we're all just going to die because I can't 100% guarantee that we're all alive. Let me present oh a scenario. <laughs> Let me ask you something. Tinfoil hat. What's no, happening? No, which seems more likely to you? This isn't a vast conspiracy theory that I spent four years and went from homeless living in a car and rebuilt myself into a successful entertainer, or I overdosed four years ago and you're all my heroin coma fantasies. In oh. the villas at Pine Lake? Yeah, oh. yeah I'm in villas. Yeah. I went from homeless to villas. Your fantasy isn't a beach in Mexico? Do I look like I fantasize about minorities? Your fantasy isn't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you fantasize my, about. My, my fantasy is at uh, Gulf yeah. Shores, Alabama. Uh, all right, just watching the waves roll off. It's the most middle class white fantasy you can <laughs> In the compression of time, in the DMT flood, right before you die, you're, who knows? You may just be able to fantasize about what's attainable. Yeah, you know, I didn't want a lot, man. Ben's, Ben's fantasy is just a, a bottle of Mexican Coke. Mediocrity, man. We were striving for mediocrity the whole time, and yeah. God damn it, we yeah, made yeah. it. Fame gets you noticed. <laughs> I said that to you, God damn it. Don't yeah. use my words against me. Honestly, that does sound like a nightmare. Like, privacy is the goal. I just want to blend in with the world, man. Like, I don't want to stick out to people. <laughs> Bullshit. Then why? Then why? Because this is the only thing I'm good at. (laughs) I want. I do want people to think I'm funny and get a following of people who are my people. It doesn't have to be huge. And I want. I I want to make money doing this, but I don't want to ever be 
like bothered at the fucking grocery store. I know I don't have to worry about that. But no. I'm just saying, like that, I don't understand people's like drive for fame. I don't know. I, White I, women getting bothered at grocery stores is a whole TikTok genre. Well, that's yeah. every woman say, girl, all the say. time. <laughs> that's every say. woman all the time. I see you. And don't in comedy. See you in your jeans. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. Every oh, it is. I feel like there should be a <laughs> countdown clock on every podcast that I've ever done. That's just like countdown to when I get called or compared to a Karen. That is the, <laughs> hack, that is the most hack shit ever. My we dream here at the Barry Green Room have the highest journalistic <laughs> integrity. My dream is to be a Mississippi blues man. Of comedy, I think I've said this before uh, on on the <laughs> podcast, but I just I want I want people like two generations of comics from now be like, oh Will Loden, he was a great he was a great comic that no one ever heard of, you know? He went back he went back to working for his uh his dumb day job, and then he would just come out every once in a while and write brilliant things like how football announces sound gay. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I do kind of love it when I hear like my heroes talk about those people that weren't famous that they yeah, love. That they, yeah, exactly. And I, I'm like, oh, that's so fucking cool. I want to know that person. Like, I want to know that person more than the, like, mainstream Right. People. Well, because the, the mass appeal thing is, is it's so funny how to scale it. It's, it's like, interesting, like... Like, murdering at the secret group is so much different than murdering at, like, the improv. A thousand percent. Or, or, like, or like, you know, like... Just like, just like different places, and you see, like, you see a lot of people who are like mainstream, like famous. They're like, I have a crazy family, and does everyone else have this crazy aunt? And then you'll see like people who I find hilarious. Just one of my favorite jokes of all time is this comic from Memphis, Hunter Sandland. He just this is the sentence. He goes, uh, "My mom stopped making our toothpaste from scratch after my sister went deaf," uh, <laughs> and that's literally like. The most genius. Any 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 time he does stuff, he would like pull out like 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 pinwheels and kazoo's on stage and shit, and it was just like and people hated it. And not like like some people really hated it, but when he was on, it was killing. And uh, yeah, no, I don't I don't know. I agree with that one thousand percent. So like one of my favorite comics ever is Rosebud Baker. Yeah, she's yeah, writing for SNL now. Um, she's so fucking funny, and she's so dark, and she just I don't know that she'll ever be like super mainstream but she definitely has a following of people who love her and she's doing great but i started when i started comedy i can't remember my exact jokes but i did a t way more personal shit and dark stuff mm -hmm. and i was like the stuff that i'm getting the most laughs on are like the sex relationship more surface level stuff and until i'm as good as her or like adrian iapalucci or something didn't you get to open for adrian I, I didn't. I did not. I wish. Oh damn! I wish. No, Laura Peak at the Improv. I love Laura. Peake. I love. She so, started in Nashville. I know. Yeah. I know. I was like, by the way, I hope you know. I reached out to her. That's yeah. That's the reason. But anyway, so I I just feel like I'm not at the level maybe where I could just pull it off like Rosebud, and I hope to do that someday. But right now, I feel like the material that just like does better is the fluffier. Material and it's hard not to want to lean towards what gets more. Yeah, laughs, no, it's hard you to know? not want to win. Yeah, yeah, and if so it takes balls. I I have darker shit I want to say, <laughs> but I'm just not good enough yet. I don't think to do it. I just what? never 
had any lighter shit to say. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't never have that option. This have drink was ridiculously good. I need to get a whiskey now. I do want to say <laughs> that this whole time, I have no it looks like Will's glass has lipstick on it, and it keeps making me crack the fuck up when I glance <laughs> to the right. With his pink, by the way, it matches his shirt too. His I pink s- shirt. I said that earlier. Like you brought drinks that match Will's decoration. A salmon. It's which salmon. It's a neat trick until you realize that Will only owns four shirts, but. <laughs> a little bit inside where, where do you there. where do you uh buy those shirts well they were all gifts he's never bought a shirt is this true i'm, on, I'm i don't know this to be true but there. i'm betting so that yeah, yeah that's what happens yeah. when you get up you walk away from Watch the mic out. you made yourself a target by moving <laughs> you attracted attention all of the predators shifted their gaze westward <laughs> You guys could plug some of your stuff in this in between. Do you do that in the middle? Because oh, I was just thinking about Will being end. on the riot. That's pretty exciting on the festival. Oh, I do want to say before we leave the first open mic conversation completely, mine was at the Houston Improv. Um, I followed Andy Huggins, which is not where you want to have your first ever set. I got one laugh, and all I remember is coming downstage, went outside to the bar, and I was on my way to go throw up, and Koo stopped me at the bar wearing a Nirvana shirt. And he goes, I just want you to know, black people are not going to like you. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of love Cooper saying that. That's hilarious. <laughs> was it that three-minute mic? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I did that back in the day, too, yeah. with like a, a class before or something. Yeah, they used to do the workshop the before workshop with, Barry, with Barry. And then mm-hmm. my, yeah. first time, my first time doing the open mic at the Improv, I also went up after Andy Huggins uh, to a sold-out 450-seat room with Ali Sadiq sitting dead center in the middle of the front row with his arms crossed just looking at me. And I still have oh, that recording. Fuck. I still have the recording. Two minutes in, I, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, a line misses. I bomb. Dead silence, which you can feel with 450 people in there. And then Ali, clear as day, just goes, that wasn't the one. Wow. <laughs> oh, <my> God. <laughs> yeah. And I know the hiss of that recording when it comes up on random. I don't skip it. There I you don't go. Skip it. You gotta live that. One of the best love it every time. Of my career was I went and did that open mic in Pearland that Ali ran for a couple of weeks, and like the first five comics who go up there, like they do their little five minutes and they go off stage, and he just like give them some advice or give them an encouragement. And so I get up there and I'm fucking killing this restaurant. Apart from the fact that there was a seven year old kid in there who shouldn't have heard my shit. It was going great. His mom was mad and he was having his ears covered forcibly. But other than that, things were going great. And I get off stage and I walk by and Alex said, he just fist bumps me. I'm like, all right, it's not going to get any better than this for me as far as my That's feelings. That's achievement. Yeah. You were perceived by Ali Sadiq. I was briefly recognized by someone whose career will eclipse mine for decades. <laughs> I, got, I got to open for Hannibal Burris at his, uh, he had a festival in um, Isola, Mississippi, which is uh, short for isolation. It is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I literally, I shit you not. That's 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 a true story. Apparently, that's all, like Hannibal's from Chicago, and if you're a black dude from Chicago, most of your family is from Mississippi, just because that's the way the trains worked when during the first Great Migration. Bid's dying. Right and now. Isola, Mississippi, uh, their main industry is they have a catfish farm, uh, a catfish farm, uh, and a uh, and a a little processing plant. Uh, and then they ride four wheelers through the middle of town. Uh, 
and uh, that's white people shit. Just yeah, well, every dude, country folks, everyone loves four wheelers. All right, you know. I feel like you have to say this whole thing in the accent. Oh well, hell. So I go down to Isola. <laughs> I I just done a show up in Memphis, not four. Um, and I get down there. I I do I do my stuff. Uh, Hannibal goes. Hannibal Hannibal Burris comes up and he goes, "Hey, that was really good." I go, "Thanks, man." He goes, "Why did you get off early?" Uh, I was supposed to do, I think, 15, and I got off at like, apparently I got off at like 10, because this lady kept taking pictures of me in the back, <laughs> and I thought that was the fucking the light. light, and I was just like, I was like, motherfucker. And uh, yeah, no, then I got hammered drunk, because I went to go buy a pack of Newports and a High Life, and they were like, that'll be $3, and I go, this is the town. Uh, this, is, <laughs> this, is, this is where I want to be. Uh, Wait, yeah. did you tell Hannibal the story about the lady? I, I, he goes, why'd you get off early? I go, wasn't that the light back there? And he goes, no. And then he just like <laughs> left. And I was like, damn. Fuck. <sighs> nah. <laughs> yeah. Don't know why you would look back in the back of the room and think that was the light. That was the dumbest thing you could have yeah, done. exactly. In a strip club in Isola, Mississippi. <laughs> no. <laughs> <sighs> was it really in a strip club? Oh, yeah. I it was, it was, well, it was. It was a club. It was a. It was a club with lots I'm of stripper holes in the VIP. The strippers it was in, in Isola. <sighs> Could I, you imagine like nailing a, a joke? Could you imagine nailing a joke at a strip club and then like one of them falls off the pole? I feel like it was probably like a strip club hair care and tire center. If we're being completely something, honest. yeah, yeah well, you know, in a town of that I, size, it's yeah. like you know everyone. It's probably like you go to the strip club and you're like. Hey June, like you know, <laughs> it's never a good thing when you're strip clubs in a strip mall, right? <laughs> well, there were no, there was, the town wasn't big enough to have strip malls, uh, but they just had regular malls. So, so the thing, the thing, and this is the thing, this is the same way in Mississippi uh, when you go to a catfish place, like when you go to your favorite catfish house that's usually out in the woods. It's a destination thing. You want to leave your town, right? So, all of my family were from Aberdeen. When we go to our catfish, there are plenty of catfish places in Aberdeen. We don't go to those ones. We go to the one called the Friendship House, and that's over off Highway 12, way down in the cut. And one time Dolly Parton went there, and so they had to make the girls' restroom a little bigger because, you know, she's a little bigger up top. The breastroom? The restroom. The restroom. Sorry, that there was a Freudian slip, but uh, <laughs> no. So I, I assume love, can we just pause also and say how you just said to everyone like it was totally normal like you know when you go to your catfish place it's a destination <laughs> like yeah. no one knows what you're talking about I I do because I grew oh, up that way so wait what where are you from I'm from here you you're yeah, I would have thought a million percent you were like from the Midwest or the East Coast or something no no I'm from Houston. Yeah. All right. Okay, but yeah, yeah. Group the same way. Yeah. the same way. I'm like, my man. Yeah, no. I'm I don't not. have a catfish place. You don't have a catfish? I don't have I'm a catfish so sorry place. for you, but I bet we you were. have. Okay, hold on. <laughs> you went to an all black high school where? Well, I mean, I was there too, but it was and like you. 99% yeah. black. Where? 99.9999. Where? In Lamarck. In, I don't know what that is. It's by Galveston. It's a chemical plant that has a town next to it. Yeah. You can't eat the catfish. <laughs> no. Don't drink the water. No. But it, Chevron pays for the football team to get new helmets every year, so they don't have to pay no taxes. It's BP, but yeah. <laughs> Will they cover the cost of your chemo? Dude, if I have no. descendants, when I die from a weird plant cancer, they're going to be set. There you go. If, hey. I, if, if I make it to having kids, those little mutants are going to be fucking <laughs> lined up. 
Mm-hmm. Everybody from my town either gets superpowers or cancer. I or they just an, they just uh, they study you and they go like, well, on account of the massive amounts of weed, <laughs> he found a cure. I <laughs> honestly think like some combination of the narcotics I did fought off the weird plant cancers. <laughs> <laughs> I think I accidentally cured myself somewhere around like the meth benches. I like that your superpower is like that you're funny, but you have to throw up. Like it's like, a, <laughs> it's like one can't yeah. happen without the other. Yeah, Universe great power, great responsibility. Balance. Yeah. We actually that have that in common because I used to be bulimic. Twins. Yay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we were talking about I can't believe catfish. I just fist bumped somebody for an eating disorder. <laughs> <laughs> but you we're know what? We're all fucked up. I, I, yeah, no, I want to. You I look don't, as I skinny have... as I used to. Yeah. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> don't stop. No, no, no. No, I, uh, I, have, I, have, a, I have a certain relationship with food as well. <laughs> you have a weird relationship a weird, with food? Yeah. And as I was mocking you earlier, I, now I feel bad about the no, two hamburger no, 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 comment. No, dude, no. Are uh, we finally going to get to your eating disorder? No. Well, it's not an eating thing. It's a look, look. Uh, I get, I get most of my uh, calories. The reason that I'm not drinking uh, as much beer anymore is because uh, my girlfriend, I, I carry around. She got me a 64 ounce uh, insulated thing for water for me to drink every day, like a hot girl. And uh, and and she goes, "Well, you know that this is four tall boys. This much liquid." And you do this, you do at least six. Yeah, but you're getting vitamins and night. shit from the mixers. No, 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 no. No, with beer. Just, it was all straight beer. Cause, like, yeah. I was just trying to perk up your diet a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> there might be some vitamins. I have a Bloody Mary in the morning, but, you know. Like, uh, I think yo, that's kind of rude song. that she's trying to get you with the logic yeah. and the <laughs> 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 making perfect her. sense. On yeah. account of her fuck? schooling. Yeah, exactly. And so I was like, Data all right, Princeton I'll just... girl, you get the logic oh. game coming at you. <laughs> I, uh, I, 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 was, I, was, I was feeling nosy at her place the other day, and uh, they, uh, they have the, the Princeton alumni book. And so uh, I, I've just, I read this uh, great, great book on Alan Dulles and the CIA. If you ever want to be furious uh, and have problems going to sleep, I recommend reading, I think it's called The Devil's Chessboard about Alan Dulles and how he uh, freed gay Nazis uh, so they could get him different fascists all across the, the... Well, they had better uniforms. What do you want them to do? Yeah, no, but there was this, like, the, the liaison <laughs> from Nazi Germany he, who, to Italy. He was this flamboyant homosexual who could speak German and Italian and would just go to all the Italian orgies and shit. He was a and, Hugo Boss bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was... Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Um, Thanks. But I don't know why. That was, a, that was a rant. Yep. All right. This is a great drink. Um, <laughs> okay. But we were talking about catfish. You have to talk about the destination, the catfish destination. So every, so, but this, oh, that was a comparison to, uh, to the strip clubs. You don't go to your close strip club. You go out to the strip clubs because it's, it's about fulfilling a fantasy, right? So like, if you go to the strip club in your town or near your neighborhood, like you can actually fulfill the fantasy. <laughs> you can, you can, you can just like I don't want to. You don't want to. You don't want to like. Yeah, you don't want to see people from high school like who know you ain't shit. Like you, you want to go to the the strip club. Oh, you want to lie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah, that's 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 what a lot of people do. I just I, I mean I don't understand why. We don't have to get into it. It's not going to be can. relatable to dudes at all. I just don't get I. 
would prefer a female strip club to a male strip club or stripper show. I've been to both. Yeah. Um, Cause like men don't, it's not really strip clubs. It's like they, they do like reviews or whatever, like thunder from down under. And so I went to that. You went to Thunder from Down Under? I went, Why? I went to Thunder because I got free tickets when I was living in Memphis. You could not find a babysitter in any trailer park in Shelby County, uh, which is where Memphis is. I don't... I think women like that, though, in a different way than men like strip clubs. They like the pageantry. Yeah. So, so Thunder from Down Under is a it's lot like... It's not hot. It's a lot like the Suicide Girls thing to where it's like a niche thing where they do like... It's like a niche like where they have the dancers come around in like Stormtrooper hats or helmets. Like I didn't like that. I don't like seeing boobs and stormtrooper helmets on the same person. Yeah, uh, men don't need all that. It's just like yeah. da- you know, get naked. And yeah, I, mean, yeah. I went to Spearmint Rhino in Vegas. I think it's like one of the nicest strip clubs in the country. Yeah. and I'm like, okay, these women are acrobats. That's amazing. Not, like crazy good bodies. That's great. But like all on this like coming out and dancing on the same pole. I just like felt the disease in the air. I wanted to get 409. I was like, I want to be pro them. I was like, yay, you make your money. But then I also went into the bathroom and like all of them are doing Coke in the bathroom talking about their kids. I was like, Oh man, this is so sad. I bounced at a strip club in Memphis. That's a lot like that. Like there's like where the girls be honest, like where the girls have, like I'm, I'm supposed to be, I get it. This like woke feminist and it's like watching and, cute animals in a zoo. Like, you know, they're captives. Yeah. Like sex work is great and you can say it's empowering, but then like why do porn stars, like the average age of death is something like 30 yeah. something. It's just like, Something's not adding up to me here. Well, I mean, well, the no. truth of the matter is if a guy can pay $8 to see your hymen, he's probably not going to buy you dinner. But can't you do that on the internet with like couples and like now there are ways to do like less human trafficky porn? <laughs> there's like, there's, yeah, oh, the, thing no, is, like, like, the bottom line is like, men, we're fucking stupid. We're fucking stupid. We're, and the idea that I know people right now that are making six figures by literally only posting pictures of their feet is fucking bananas to me yeah. listen animals. i'll take advantage of it like right. i was thinking about this i i don't even know if i should say this but fuck it i was having a conversation with my husband earlier today where i was like hey if i like people are gross the world is gross mm-hmm. so if i can get an opportunity from somebody who wants to have sex with me does that matter to you because you know i'm not going to do you see what i'm saying like, I'm not going to do it, huh. but why not take advantage of people being fucking assholes? I mean, everybody's their own degree of asshole. You have to make your own path through it. And it's the thing, it's like, what <laughs> it's can... So it's a sick. moral dilemma. It's, not, it's what right? can you sleep with at night? He said, his answer was like, I trust you and you just don't do anything I wouldn't do. So like do a show, but don't hang out after. Right. Like that's the thing. And I was like, that's what I mean. Like to take advantage of the, like I wouldn't lie ever and say, you're going to get something for me. You're not going to get, but if you're being a creep, this is a hypothetical, by the well, way, nobody, this is not, well, here's, no, not here's yeah, the other yeah. factor of it. If you do it at too high a level, you also have to be aware that when you're on that show and on that flyer, everybody in the industry who sees that flyer is going to be like, oh, he wants to fuck her. Yeah, but I get that said about me. like I, Constantly. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I already am having that said about me about new stuff I'm doing. And it's a, a good time to uh, blow up your brand new... Uh, is, is this a everybody good? have a brand new podcast, The Mess Hall, with... 
the guy that I'm fucking. No. Andrew, I'm, I'm kidding. No. Um, Everyone I'm, knows a, I'm a happily joke. married, but I, I feel like actually we joke about it on it. It's whatever. Women are going to get it. It's not because I'm funny or good. It's because I'm, you know, so my, you might as well take advantage of the shitty things people say. My about point you, is, right? going back to my thing is like, it's what you can sleep with at night because you know, right now it's unwarranted. Sorry. If you were actively exploiting it, it would be true. If you want to make the but worst exploiting criticism, exploiting an exploiter is that exploitative? You know, it that's still the makes moral you dirty. What in the double negative was that? Uh, I don't know. So, I mean, if you want to take advantage of the system that's played before you, you're playing the cards you're dealt. You can't be faulted for the hand you're dealt. You can't help being a woman. You can't help how men are going to perceive you. It's how but you want to feel. I live my life the way I live my life. So I've been in love with one person in my life. I've been like in a trusting relationship with that person for 16 years. And that is a lot of fucking trust that's built with ups and downs. And it's life is hard and relationships are hard and we adore each other. So like, to me, that's kind of all that fucking matters. None of it matters. Nobody's keeping score on your career in life, but you. Yeah. So, but I do like wonder because I'm not a religious person. So like these moral dilemmas are fascinating to me and I'm an open book. Right. So I, and I told him, I asked him this question. I was like, how do you feel about this? Cause I get this. I, I'm starting to feel occasionally when I get something that these assumptions are made about me. So like, fuck it. Like, I I don't know. Like, how do you react to this? Do you, do you exploit it? Myself personally, I'm, I've said this a lot, and I've said this in defense to other things that have been thrown. Never about the pretty thing. That's never come my way. But (laughs) I don't get called pretty a lot by bookers. It's a shame. I'm here in this career for me. I'm here to go as far as I fucking can through any door I can manage to knock open through any means necessary. I don't give a fuck how y'all feel about it. But that's just me. Bands posting feet pics. <laughs> if someone would buy them, I would whore myself Where so fast I it would make your head feet spin. Pics? This Japan. is amazing. I, I don't know. I don't even know how the door gets open to it. Um, I can introduce I'm you to knowing, a guy. But knowing several women that are in various trades, it is the origin stories are completely accidental and baffling. And I'm like, you make fucking serious money and yeah. you have no idea how to arrive how at it. How do I know but, if I have good feet? Well, here's so. the way I found out. Um, one of my female friends posted something and a weird guy in the comments put, take this post down. Stop giving it away for free. This is easily a $50 feet pick. Oh, damn. And so Can I, I get a review from scouts? this guy? There's feet scouts. I added him and I'm like, coach, are you one feet of scouts? those feet people? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, I've never met somebody like that. I think you're a giant freak. Can I ask you questions about it? Because this is fucking weird to me. And he spent like 45 minutes breaking down like the different levels of purchase and packaging and what he looks for in feet. There can't be that many. So, yes. Polish without polish, the types of nails. How big and defined are your arches? Are the feet together? Is it a single foot? Do you have calluses on your But heels? I'm just saying, who's fucking actually into that? They, like, 3% are, are, of the internet. And you can make a lot of money. Yeah, it's over, it's of overrepresented. Internet. All right, so I've been quiet for a couple of minutes. I've had a couple <laughs> of Good for me. Uh, By the way, I'm... 
no, no, no. I'm sorry if that got Wait, I got heavy about good. like being a woman in the industry and how it's hard. It's International no, Women's no. Day. Yeah, it's cut it out. Cut all that no, out. No, no, no. Fuck Let me it. respond. No, we don't respond. It's, anything. It's, it's good conversation. We're not doing editing. Fuck that. Look, all right. So a couple of things. One, yes, sex work is real work. However, it is the coal miner of ladies. All right. So yeah, you have like, <laughs> like no, it, it is it is fucking hell on your body. No, like real talk, real talk. I mean, I bounced hell a strip on club. your heart. It's hell on your body, just like so coal gay. mining's hell on your body. Because after you get done with your physical manual labor shift, you imbibe a shit ton of drugs and alcohol to forget the fact that you hate your job. Can't wait for that um, OnlyFans lung to start developing. <laughs> <laughs> no, you get you get OnlyFans liver, uh, you know, or like only like collapsed collapsed things. You know, yeah, dude, porn stars die really young. Well, that's not the only bar for sex work. Like there's there's high end escorting. There's getting hit over the head by a Saudi. Uh, you but know, sex like, work also includes literally never even being in the same room with anybody and just posting pictures. And I know we can agree miners have it rough in both industries. God yes. damn it, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm glad that, yeah. <laughs> but there, but there's a different level where I wish I, there was an OSHA of sex work. I don't know, <laughs> but but I know women that have gotten into it literally just through like cosplaying, and then it got to be like posting or like having some kind of door to get to like their lewd pics. Yeah, which I don't understand. But a they lot of make, the OnlyFans firewalls are like that. Um, yeah. But yeah. they have no interaction, and they do like four hours of creating content a week, and then go on about their merry day. I, I mean, TikToks, and now they're like influencers. Now, now they're like the level TikTok, of influencers. TikTok, TikTok, is, too, TikTok yeah. is that like when you go through TikToks, you just see like ladies who are like, "I'm six foot five, and then people are like, "Touch the ceiling fan," and jerking it. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, like, um, but doesn't it make you feel a little insane to be like, "I'm working on my art," and like, here's my joke that I crafted and you put it out there and you like get this many views and then somebody who's like here's my foot gets oh it's infuriating it's infuriating yeah. it does make me want to scratch my eyes out I mean I I look, at, I look at my friend like Kate Mulholland who has spent like decades working on her art and she's a fantastic artist and now it, it took her two decades of basically like living in poverty to get to the point where she can actually start paying bills with this art my best friend is an abstract artist. Same thing, like same thing. It just like listen, the, but you can like boohoo about the world. It it is what it is. It's just interesting, and it makes you feel like how much should I exploit myself for things, and how much do I stay true to my whatever I'm now. Again, now I know I just talked about tall ladies touching feet, ceiling fans and people jerking off to it, but uh, <laughs> let's let let me be the moral compass for a second. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> Certainly First not off, me. the world isn't that <laughs> shitty as y'all make it out to be. Like there are good and true things in this world that yeah, no, oh yeah, look he's at in love, ignore positive him. will, positive will I coming know. in because he's a drink coach, and a half. Shut coach. the fuck up and come back when you're single. A, no, 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 this no, hey, hey, he was quiet for a while, but now coach, coach Will is going to play both sides yeah. of the ball. All right, all right, okay. we had a rough half right there. All right, uh, <laughs> we got we got pretty negative. Uh, you know, and there. And there and I think this is also a generational thing for, for us being millennials. Uh, we go to nihilism really quickly. What? what? Yes, you are. You're not Me a Gen Xer. Aren't. You're not a Gen Xers. What are you? I'm 40. I'm like the You're in a between. You're millennial too, right? That's we're, we're, no we're, we're, we're all twin. Yes, we all grew up in the time where we remember landlines and fucking. I'm a pre internet millennial, I guess. Yeah. yeah. 
Because I, mean, I remember the I before like four times before y, the internet. Me and him. Yeah, I mean, I was there too. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, whatever. All I'm saying is the world isn't that goddamn bad. I understand that all of y'all don't believe in God, uh, are terrified of dying. Uh, Wrong. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm painting. I'm painting a picture. He doesn't picture. understand the Jewish faith very well. No. But no, I'm not Jew. I, I'm I, not religiously I, Jewish. I but nihilism isn't always negative. Just FYI, like. I think it's a beautiful thought to think this is my, when I die, I'm just in the ground dead. Yeah. So this is my only opportunity. So fuck it. Right. And j- like live every day to the fullest. So nihilism isn't like always depressing. Like, no. yeah. Do I think people are shitty? Yeah. But that doesn't make me as sad as it used to. Cause I love my life. Right. You can like, you can make your life around you good just because everything else is fucking terrible. Well, I guess I guess I draw some of my my morals from uh, ancient Norse mythology. Don't don't worry, there's not going to be any lightning bolts on my neck. Uh, uh, and and you know Stoics, uh, Greek and Roman Stoics, Cato the Elder, Seneca, all those guys. And you come to this place where you're like, I don't know, fight hard, and then one day you die. Just I don't know, succumbing to your own ennui seems like like a bitch move. Uh, you know, like, ugh, I do not even care. It's the world. It's terrible. I'm not, I know that's not what you're saying. I'm it's building not. my own straw man. I like that little name-dropping stoic drunk. We're, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they did. <laughs> We're literally all just coping in different ways. We're all saying the same thing. We yeah. all... all Y'all's coping? Good what? for you. Is it Y'all are coping? We're, this we, I talk about this. I my, feel my like coping I is like just maximum effort at all times. <laughs> no, your you're coping like, is like, Minute and 30 second long voice text to me and Will where you scream (laughs) at people in traffic. Oh, that keeps me young. Are you exhausted? What do you do to unwind? (laughs) (laughs) He just finished rebuilding his his other car. Yeah. uh, And then he's going to reorganize his garage for the third time. uh, I relax by standing in my garage and thinking of better ways to organize. hundred percent. Yeah. I stand in my garage. I stand in my garage in silence and look at it. Have you That's ever like laid on a beach or gotten a massage? Fuck no. <laughs> if you put a lump of coal in that man's asshole, you'll get a diamond. We tried to we tried to get uh Ben and I Ben and I go to get uh massages uh together. Uh some not not massages, but we'll go in hot tubs and shit and chill. Uh, and just, go to the yeah. spa. I'm a fan of the sauna. Yeah, we man. go to we go we go to a spa out in Katy, and uh, it's we, a weird way to tell everyone that you and Ben are together. Oh no no no! I could do way better than Will if I could get past <laughs> the whole dick thing. First off, it's not gay. It's two men celebrating each other's strength, celebrating uh, each other's body. Yeah. <laughs> no one's celebrating my body with my odd <laughs> tattoos. That uh, man, I have a rattlesnake tattooed on my left arm. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> he does. And sometimes people think that it's like a Nazi SS thing, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, yo, it's clearly Slytherin. Uh, also problematic these days, but uh, JK guys, hey, it's okay, everyone. He's dating a Jew. I am. Let's mm. just get out of jail free. I swear to Christ, I, 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 no, swear I don't want to guy, be that guy. You I, like dating I a Jew is going to holocaust your career. I no, swear. I, I like how I say, I swear to Christ. No, I, I just feel like it's not even your guy anymore. <laughs> no, me and me and me and my girl are really happy. Uh, and yeah, so maybe that's helping my positive outlook and like less drinking and just busted nuts. <laughs> just, uh, you heard I just it here first, to- ladies and gentlemen. Will Loden fucks. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's what this whole podcast has been about, That's telling America that Will Loden's fucking yeah. now. At no. an Ivy League level. Oh, man. I've always outkicked my coverage. I think if, if we're going to analyze me, uh, my last three relationships have been way above me God. just as a person. Like, uh, German girl getting her master's who's now, uh, you know, like doing great things. Uh, Walmart Dude. lawyer who, once again, super high-powered lady, super, super smart, and now Princeton Jew. Super high-powered lady, super smart, and I think I think so. They all looked, they all well. They're still alive. They <laughs> I like that you have to have your woman with like a little scuff mark on them. It's like master's degree, but German, right? Lawyer, but Walmart, Walmart. and from Oklahoma. Yeah. She's German. Wait, are you saying you know the Jew is a scuff mark? But <laughs> thank you for getting yeah, yeah, to yeah, the third go, in the sequence. Uh, no, I just like dating other people's villains. Uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> lawyer come took the bank the Germans are marching through Jews uh, <laughs> when they remake the Green Mile in a culturally diverse way you're gonna be John Coffey I hope you know that <laughs> I'm tired boss Will uh, is the diversity higher <laughs> but Will chimes in and goes I read a book about why you're this way uh, <laughs> I like that your idea of being nosy in your girlfriend's place was to go in her library of books and yeah. read one. Yeah. You're the most innocent snooping person ever. Yeah. The no, last I time I got nosy with one of my girlfriends, I found out she sucked a dick for a sweet tea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's why I don't look through people's phones anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you can get away with whatever the fuck you want. If you date me, I'm not doing it. Mm, yeah. Ugh. I used to think not knowing was worse because you invent all these scenarios in your head. And then I found out I wasn't inventing hard enough. <laughs> no, you got to fucking go. That's a ticket out. Bye. Yeah. I left, but the feeling didn't. That oh. was in 2016. Oh. <laughs> I still think about it. Wah, wah. Yeah. So, so this, uh, this podcast that you've started with, uh, with Youngblood, uh, where you ostensibly try to solve other people's problems, uh, we had a conversation in the green room where I think is the origin story for why you decided to do this just because you like collecting people's like fucked up stories. Okay, well that yes. would be great, but it actually literally I don't I didn't really know Andrew that well. Like we'd spoken in green rooms here and there and had good conversation. And I was surprised that he asked me to do it with him. So we're literally getting to know each other. But his he said something about in our in the initial call he had with me, he was like, Well, because I'm a I'm a mess, but you know, we're both in different places in our career. I'm you know, I'm a bit further along, so that's interesting. And then also like, you know, I'm a mess and you have your life together. And I was like, I what? <laughs> I do not have my life together. I'm a fucking mess. Around comics, it seems like I have my life together. Comparatively, I guess. Low bar. But, yeah. No, I do I'm like Whenever I'm around my like husband's work friends, I'm they look at me like I, I'm like the black sheep, right? Yeah. So it was like, we were talking about how we're both everyone's a mess, really, and so we just yeah we talk about our messy lives, and then we I just want to state on by the way the Mess Hall podcast with Jamie Rowan and Andrew Youngblood keep saying that oh you got top Listen, billing like subscribe you. please yeah I know well actually I said that first episode I was like it just has a better ring to it <laughs> <laughs> but we just we are completely unqualified 
1,000% giving terrible advice and sometimes will poke a little fun at you. But you can rem- re- remain anonymous mm-hmm. when you leave a voicemail. And yeah, we at least, if we don't help you with your problem, we try to make you laugh. So yeah. there's that. Cool. Where can they find you on all the social media and stuff? Yeah, so everything across the board is the Mess Hall Pod. So the Mess Hall Pod on Instagram, the Mess Hall on Facebook. Um, on our Instagram, there's a whole link tree too to like leave us a voicemail, uh, check out our Patreon where there will be fun things like maybe a picture of my feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Um, but what about you personally? We've gotten to an hour. We're wrapping up pretty oh, soon. Oh yeah, I'm uh, just. I mostly am on Instagram. I'm old and I should be doing TikTok and all those things. But just follow me on Instagram. 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 Instagram at the Jamie Rowan J A M I E R O W A N and um, I update there and my website is sometimes up to date. Nice. JamieRowanComedy.com. So check it out and it might have up to date stuff. All right, cool. Chad, where can they find you? You can find me at uh, Third Coast Chat on Instagram. I'm sorry I'm taking a, a picture because Will's hair is funny. It's amazing. <laughs> my curls are looking great tonight. Uh, where can they find you can find me at William Lynn Loden Jr. on Facebook, Will underscore Loden on Instagram, Will underscore Loden on TikTok, and at gunsandliquor.com. Uh, ben, where can they find you? It looks that ridiculous. Yeah, but, uh, it's, it's yeah. strong, bro. All right, cool, cool, it's, cool. You look like a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> I look sorry, like alfalfa if he grew up if he grew up in you know the 70s. Kate's been rubbing off on you. You look like a unicorn. <laughs> it's glamorous. Ben, where can they find you? On Instagram at Very Dark Comedy. Thanks for coming out, everybody. All right. Bye. That was fun. Thank you. Yeah.